Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, and welcome to In All Honesty, the podcast where we get real about life and all the problems that come with it. I'm Michelle Elman, and I'm a five board accredited life coach, public speaker, author of The Joy of Being Selfish and Am I Ugly, and my new book, The Selfish Romantic, coming out in January. I'm passionate about teaching people to communicate, heal the wounds of the past, feel your feelings, and ultimately giving you the tools to change your own life. This is the space where you get your personal development needs met, and we talk about all things growth, self-awareness, and communication with complexity and nuance. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, stick around because I think you're going to like it here. So today I want to talk about how I've been feeling. Some of my episodes are a bit more chatty and this is going to be one of them because I've been feeling quite sad at the moment. And I don't know if you've ever felt like this where you've been sad for no reason and so you often say to yourself well I don't have a reason to be sad and then you don't feel your feelings and then you push them down and then you suddenly start crying over the tiniest things that's been me and what eventually forced me to feel my feelings this week was I had a session with my life coach I'd not spoken to her in three weeks because our sessions are very much varied across how much I need them so at the end of a session we'll decide whether I book it in six weeks in two weeks in two days depending on how I'm feeling and I'd been having a really good six months even and when we had this session I actually started it by saying because she reminded me that I did say this I don't know what's wrong with me, but something's wrong with me. Now, of course, I'm a life coach as well. So I'm a human and a life coach, and those two trying to coexist can sometimes be a hard thing. And the life coach in me would tell you that having emotions doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Being sad for no reason means there's nothing wrong with you. The human me felt like there was something wrong with me because I didn't feel like I had a right to feel those feelings. So I eventually felt those feelings and she sent me a meditation and we talked through some things and told me how to help process what I was feeling and I did it for about three days and then I had plans for this weekend so in my head I was like it's fine I'll spend three days processing everything and then I should feel fine and I have things to do on Friday so yeah this should all be done by then. So of course Friday morning I wake up I'm still sad. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) Why am I still sad? I sent a text to my life coach. Why am I still sad? I sat with it for three days. It was painful. It was awful. I processed all of it. And she just replied being like, 
well, maybe you should sit with it some more. And this is the thing, again, life coaching me goes, emotions don't work according to a deadline, just because you process some of it doesn't mean all of it's going to disappear, you might still have more to process, all of these things. The human me went, I already feel guilty for feeling sad because I have no reason to be sad, so fine, I'll give it a day. But I'm not going to give it more than a day, or maybe two days. Fine, I won't, I'll give it two days. I'm not going to give it three days. And all of these feelings were basically putting a deadline on, okay, but I need to be fine by Friday. Now this is too long. Now this is taking the piss. Now this is just being silly and ridiculous that I'm still crying three days later. And I think part of me also thought, well, I cleared out my week, I did nothing for three days, and I sat and cried and meditated and did all the self-care things, so why do I not get the reward at the end of it, that this should be a transactional thing? I felt my feelings, now I should feel better. And it just wasn't working according to my deadline, (laughs) which, of course, if you put emotions on a deadline, then you create this pressure that you need to be fine sooner than you are. So of course I wasn't fine on Friday and so I sat and cried on Friday as well and then I had plans on Saturday. So I went out but thankfully there were friends who I feel very comfortable around who I don't feel the pressure that I need to be happy around them. So I just told them that I was feeling quite sad. I wasn't really sure why I was sad. And of course now I'm talking to you on a Tuesday. It's moved on. I feel better today, better than I have in the last two weeks. But it got me thinking about the last 10 days. Why do we still fight our sadness? Why do we still have to have a reason for our sadness? Why do we have this frustration of if we can't understand why we're feeling it, that we're still not allowed to feel it? Actually, you don't need a reason. The life coach in me knows you don't need a reason. Sometimes sadness comes up because something in your life is going on that reminds you about the past. Maybe it's an unconscious thing. And maybe sometimes you are just burnt out and exhausted. I have just finished two books back to back with no break in the middle, which I really don't recommend. And so maybe my body was just burnt out, exhausted and needed me to be flat on a sofa and sometimes your body does that by making you ill and sometimes your body makes you do that by being so sad that you feel apathetic you know when you wake up in the morning and you just feel heavy don't want to get out of bed yes even life coaches even psychologists even people who know all the self-care tips in the world feel like that and I think sometimes that shaming element comes in because you think you should know better that you are a certain age you should know how to handle your emotions and most of all because we live in a society that over glorifies being busy that we should just get on with it push through go to work no one takes a sick day just because you have bad mental health well actually they do quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature sleep number smart beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And for the whole of last week, I was pretty much on the sofa watching TV. I managed to go to the gym every day for the sake of leaving the house for an hour, but also because the gym was actually making me feel better. Apart from that, stayed on the sofa or stayed in bed. I probably stayed in bed till about 11 o'clock every day. Woke up every morning feeling exhausted, like my body was a bag of bricks. And also, when I don't feel great, I don't tend to look great. I don't tend to prioritise things like getting in a shower because I wasn't seeing anyone, I wasn't doing anything when I needed to, so on Thursday I had four meetings and I had to pull myself together, of course I did because I'm able to park my emotions to the side, promise myself that I will address them later but also go and be an adult and do my job and get things done and then on Friday I came back and was like okay have to go and process it some more and then came back on Friday, went back on the sofa, again didn't shower, stayed on my sofa, stayed in my bed and processed it some more. But the reason why I'm mentioning how I looked physically is because I think it brings up an important point. Whenever I'm sad, I actually take quite a lot of joy out of looking how I feel. I know there's this thing where people go, oh, you look so tired. Well, maybe you are tired and maybe you should look tired when you are tired. I remember when I was in my final year of university and I had PTSD when I was 20 years old, I got to a point where I was just staying in bed every day, crying every day, hadn't brushed my hair, really needed something from the supermarket, went to the supermarket with a hole in my crotch and no bra on, my hair a mess. And I bumped into a guy that I had dated at one point. And I remember walking out of the supermarket going, God, I've really let myself go. But what does let yourself go really mean? It's an external perspective comment because it's usually coming from someone else. But it's actually saying that you care more about how you're feeling in the moment than what you're looking like in the moment. And surely that's a good thing. Letting yourself go comes along with the idea that you don't care what you look like anymore. And actually, shouldn't we all not care what we look like? Do we not as a society already care too much about what we look like? And so I started thinking about this idea of letting yourself go because on one of the days I went to the gym with my personal trainer and a lot of the time I was working out, I was working out by myself, but I went to the gym with my personal trainer. I probably hadn't washed my hair in like three days, but I was going to the gym anyway. I was going to get sweaty and gross. And on the way back from the gym, I was the sweatiest I'd ever been, worked out the hardest I'd ever worked out. And it started raining and there was something so therapeutic about being in the rain and yes, when you're being rained on, most of the time it's inconvenient, usually you're on the way to somewhere, usually it's when you don't have an umbrella, all of these things. But in that moment, the weather almost became a metaphor for exactly how I was feeling and I felt understood by the weather. It pouring down on me is exactly what it felt like life was doing to me at the moment, that life was pouring down on me, all my sadness was pouring down on me. And yeah, so the rain made me feel understood, as weird as that was. And I couldn't have cared less about what I thought. Now in that moment, if I'd bumped into a guy who I'd been dating like I did in that supermarket, 
would I have cared? Yeah, probably. But that's actually pulling myself out of caring so much about how I'm feeling that I don't care what I look like to turning my focus back to what I look like in order to actually have that thought of letting yourself go or being conscious of how you look because you've bumped into someone you know. That's actually returning your focus to what you look like is more important than how you're feeling. And sometimes when you're feeling bad, sometimes you just want to wallow in it. And it's something that I really believe in that actually sometimes when you want to feel your sadness, you do just have to be gross and sit on the sofa and not care whether you've changed clothes in three days, whether you've got in the shower, all of these things and just feel it. It's actually putting your focus on your internal more than your external and that's actually a beautiful thing. I think also this idea of letting yourself go is obviously so related to the patriarchy and especially around marriage like a lot of people say once you get married you let yourself go well that's what they used to say in the olden days anyway or that um what if someone gets out of a relationship and they break up then she's let herself go usually associated with gaining weight not re-dyeing your roots when you go gray all of these things that are very much the beauty ideal but I think if we look at it from a broader perspective of isn't it great to let yourself go when you hold everything in that's when the problems start happening and having Having that week of letting all my emotions go as well as having letting go of how I looked and how I was perceived and how I was presented to the world was actually a really liberating thing. So I know it's a negative connotation with the word, but if you've read The Joy of Being Selfish, I have no problem reframing these negative words and actually realizing some of them are really positive. They've just been twisted in a way that don't benefit us. So the next time you're feeling sad, first of all, know that you don't need a reason to feel sad. Second of all, if you're feeling sad, you're allowed to feel sad. You're allowed to look like you've been crying. You're allowed to look a mess because you feel like a mess. And most of all, that your emotions don't work on a deadline. You don't need a reason to be sad. And if you don't have a reason to be sad, you can be as sad for as long as you want. And Fighting those emotions make them stick around longer, sinking into them, feeling them and giving your permission to be as sad for as long as you want to be sad is actually the only solution. I hope you're not having a sad week or at least I hope you're having a happier week than I am and if you're not we're in this together and hopefully next week will be happier than this week. Thank you so much for listening and if you enjoyed this episode it would mean the world if you could leave a review wherever you're listening to this and share it on social media and tag me in it so I can share it too. Come find me at Michelle L. Elman on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. We do fun things on there like Q&A Mondays and on Fridays we celebrate your boundary wins. There's a whole community of people who want to grow and heal as well and we're waiting to welcome you whenever you're ready. In the meantime, make sure to feel your feelings, set some boundaries, communicate in the way you want to be communicated with, ask for what you need and I know sometimes you forget but someone loves you and I will speak to you next week. 